This is Living Connected, and we are your hosts, Katie and Kyle. Before we get started, I wanted to remind our listeners that we have an Instagram account that you can follow. We also have a Facebook page that you can like and subscribe to our podcast, all of which helps support us in our journey. Please send our podcast out to your friends, family, or coworkers. The more we share, the more we can make a shift in this world. Today's episode, Kyle and I talk about how to maintain friendships, why some friendships drift apart, and what we may need and feel when friendships have conflict. When we can drop our expectations of our friends and realize that each friendship is different, we can have a friendship that flourishes. Many times, we may have different ideas of what we value when it comes to what a friendship looks like. Come and explore with us in this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray, hooray! Another week living connected. Welcome to Kyle and I's podcast. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's been so long since you and I have done a podcast, just the two of Solo. us. Yeah. I was gone a week and you were gone a week. And then we had uh, Sarah Payton on last Interviews. time. Yeah. So it's been a while. Been a hot minute, I guess yeah. that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my my housemate Josh listened to the uh, the interview with Marianne, and he was really he just really enjoyed it. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, he was like that was like so good. That's really good to hear because I was a bit nervous about like what I shared. Everything was just like wide in the open. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so good. I'm glad. He said he That's is good. introduced to the concept of sex not being performance and that it was really cool to hear a conversation about that which I don't think we have that conversation very often so I'm grateful for that yeah it is true huh like when we really think about what isn't talked about Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. yeah performance yeah I never really thought about it I guess in that way but I guess so you know if you don't perform right then you suck and then you're bad and then the stories go on and on. I mean, our whole society is constantly showing us sexual images that sh- display, uh, yeah, performative bodies or pornography is like all about how to beautify sex. But like the reality is, it's yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> it's bodies, bodies rubbing together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it is. That's true. <laughs> How are you doing, Kyle? How has it been for you these last couple weeks? I'm doing well. Yeah, well, I'm doing. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling. I feel like life is is manageable at the moment. It was like would not have told you that yesterday, though. <laughs> <laughs> Things change so fast. Yes. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just uh, really. Really feeling hopeful about the future, really feeling excited about all the opportunities that are in my life. And even though it's exhausting to do all of the stuff that I'm doing right now, I feel showing me things that I haven't seen in my life before. And it's uh, show, it also showing me the importance of rest and 
rest means more than just like sitting down and watching TV, you know, that it's actually takes some amount of energy or effort to (laughs) like actually put yourself in the place where you can rest. Because once I, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll like lay down to sleep and then open my phone up and look at Bit- where Bitcoin's at. And then all of a sudden my gears are turning about trading opportunities or questions about investing. And, and just sometimes like, oh, now I can't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that we have to give ourselves permission to rest. And a lot of times it's, you know, we have all these other things to do. We can't rest. There's no time. Mm-hmm. And then we get distracted by things that get our brain working and you know mm-hmm. now we're not resting anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> it does kind of take a mindful moment to be like oh wait wait i've got to rest mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and my my sister just told me and my family that she is pregnant what? so pretty pretty exciting stuff to have some new life in our family and that's super exciting yeah it's so but exciting. she lives in ghana doesn't she she's here now yeah she's here she, now she, okay she, she was back a few weeks ago okay yeah and she's gonna be here for good or is she gonna go back well who knows she'll definitely be here for the birth so sure she'll be here for the next nine months that's super exciting you're gonna be an, yeah. an uncle <laughs> yeah my mom said to me she was like How's it feel to be a, th- a third uncle? And I was like, wait. A third? You mean to have a third niece? Because I have two nieces now. Oh, already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a funny blunder. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, like in the tier of like second cousin, third uncle. I wonder if that actually is a thing. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check that. I don't really know but how all of those tiers work. Yeah. But... It's too just funny language it'll be cool if it was a boy though because you have two nieces yeah you have a nephew cool. yeah. yeah yeah we'll see what happens oh you'd have so much to teach him <laughs> yeah kids are work i've been working at wild heart nature school the last this week yeah and like so spring break so we're doing like intensive camps type stuff and boy working with kids just takes it out of me and i have so much respect for teachers and parents like i'm like seriously mad respect (laughs) thanks kyle (laughs) (laughs) we all appreciate it for sure i'm only speaking for the teachers out there i can't for the parents but i can only imagine (laughs) (laughs) i barely have it together in my own life let alone have children so (sighs) there we are with that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how are you doing? Thank you for sharing all that you did. That was really cool to catch up a little bit. What's happening with you after it's been a while. As for me, today I felt very content because I felt that I accomplished and was productive a lot today. So I was able to be kind of more in a calm space. Also, probably because I spent the week in Bend last week, and that was probably the most wonderful time I've had in a long time. It it helped regroup my mind, and I was able to rest and do the things that I wanted to do out of choice and not any obligation or guilt. And so that was just really lovely to get to spend time with Adam, which was the dog that I was watching. He's hypoallergenic, so I was able to watch him. Otherwise, I'm allergic to all the other animals. And um, he's such a wonderful dog. 
I mean, I could let him off leash and he'd stay close and then I'd call him and he, you know, would come and then he'd always come, he'd look back and check to make sure I was there and he's amazing. He was just so amazing and so sweet to my rabbit. He was just, Mm -hmm. you know, like obviously wanting to play (laughs) 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 and Hank's not having any of that. (laughs) (laughs) But he, you know, would lay there or he'd just kind of smell him very gently and Mm -hmm. is that a word? In a very gentle manner. <laughs> Gently, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just feeling like coming back here to my parents' house, feeling collected. And I sat at Shauna's house, my friend's house, thinking like, what? What does calm even feel like? Mm. What does that even mean? Like, what is that? Because I feel as though I'm constantly in fight or flight or anxious about something. And so I'm trying to like decompress and figure out what the heck calm felt like and Mm. when i'm not having this stuff on my mind Mm -hmm. you know i'm having to wrap hank's feet i was soaking them twice a day and now i'm wrapping them and soaking them one time a day it takes a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and he's exhausted from it (sighs) so that's probably a little bit of the stress of where that's you know stemming from of having to deal with him and mm, sounds like it's also exhausting for you to do to c- continually do that oh yeah i mean caring for your pet that's like intensive care is like a lot of work it takes it's hours of my time in my day if i was working there i don't know where i would find the time i would be up at all hours of the night i feel mm. like <laughs> not that that it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way. It's just I've been doing it for so long, and I want him to feel better. Yeah. And other than that, I got to do some acro. I got to walk. Yeah, just needs met for friendships and community and belonging and play and sunshine. Nature's been amazing. I'm loving the spring and the sunshine. And, uh... There's something that was coming up for me that I kind of wanted to give Living Connected listeners just a gentle reminder (laughs) that it's okay to not be okay. And sometimes we're just not going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say that to somebody that, hey, I'm not doing okay. Mm -hmm. And then maybe connect with some feelings of why we aren't feeling very okay. Because sometimes we feel like, We have to be okay all the time. And sometimes we're a hot mess. Sometimes we're freaking out about something that has happened. Sometimes we're frantic about something. And sometimes, you know, we're enraged. And all of those things, it's okay to just not be okay. It's a tough place to sit in because sometimes we may fight the fact that we aren't allowed to be not okay. So then all of a sudden we sit with guilt and then maybe shame with that. And mm-hmm. so I just wanted to give a nice soft reminder that it's okay to not be okay. And we don't have to be okay all the time. And then also embrace the times that are are good. And also reflect on the good stuff too. Are you feeling some despair right now? No, no, not at all. Mm. <laughs> Why would I feel that? <laughs> I'm just reflecting on what you're sharing and wondering if you're feeling not okay no it's just something that i've noticed Mm. uh just kind of come up you know situations that have happened and that i've seen Mm. and it's just an observation basically 
I'm not in despair at all. I feel actually pretty peaceful since I've mm. in the green zone, I would say, with Mark Brackett's mood meter that um, I downloaded the app and I kind of keep track throughout the day. And today it was very much in the green zone, which was more content and calm and and grateful for the things. And it was just an observation that I made and I wanted to just kind of give a, a gentle reminder that for those who are struggling or having a hard time with things and yeah. we don't have to be, you know, okay all the time. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay. We all need that reminder more and more and more. Yeah, I think so. More like a friendly, gentle reminder, I guess. <laughs> From one friend to the other. Yeah, because you're caring about people and you want you want our listeners to know that you care about their well-being too. Of course, yes. Yeah. And that we provide a podcast that has value in everyone's lives in some way, big or small. And sometimes those little helpful reminders are are nice to hear every once in a while and keep it in the back of our mind because oftentimes we forget in those moments of freaking out <laughs> that <laughs> that is back there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to have friends to help remind you of that yeah, every once in a while. And so important. Yeah, I think so. Which brings into our topic, I feel complete. Unless I have something else to add, which I'm sure I did, but I forgot anyway, so it doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> It'll come up if it's important. <laughs> yes, it will come up if it's important, and it would have otherwise I would have wrote it down, <laughs> which I probably <laughs> normally do, but that's okay. Our topic today is about friendships, and I have been wanting to talk about this topic for a while, actually, since the fallout with a friend of mine. And so it's just kind of been in the back of my mind and, you know, wanted to discuss not the fallout or anything, just friendships mm -hmm. and how do we hold on to our friendships. And it seems like maybe genuine friendships are hard sometimes to come by. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, there's so, there's so much to friendships that. Yeah. And I'm thinking about what you were just saying about, like, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And we need each other in those moments. We need to reach out and, f and find support in those moments. It's so helpful for that because, like, it can be so difficult to have compassion on ourselves in the moment when we feel those that despair or that feeling of not being okay. And not everyone has good friends. And how do we seek those out and how do we... Um, what do we look for in that? I mean, these are all really powerful questions to ask. Yeah. I think it's so pivotal and vital that we do find people that we feel comfortable with connecting with and who have some amount of empathy to give us when we're yeah. feeling that. A long time ago, I was on a webinar with Mark Brackett and someone else, and he said something very similar to what you said, is that it's good for our well-being to connect with others. We live longer lives when we are embedded with a deep connection. It really leads to a better physical and mental health. Mm. I was like, yes, that in its all, all of it, mm -hmm. because... There's another part of an article that I read also that it's just so beneficial to have friends. Yeah. We have much better headspace when we have a good set of friends. Our health is better. Ugh. And 
There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and if you see how we evolved as humans, we evolved in tribes, yes, in com- small communities. You know where we actually, if we were on our own, we the tiger would eat us. You know, it's like <laughs> the yep. then the forces of nature would press in upon us, and we would not survive. So survival depended on our human connection with one another and being able to trust each other. Yes. Yeah. So that's so important to us. Yeah. So are there any ways that you like to build your skills on maintaining connections with friendships? Well, you know, I, I'm thinking about like all the friends that I've had in my life and how different people interact, like how different my friends interact. Like I have one friend who, you know, I talk to him once or twice a year. And to him, that's like a lot. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I talk to you more than like anybody else. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I kind of felt sad, honestly. Uh, but but for me, that friendship is like, I desire closer friendships and staying in touch. I love to reconnect with people I haven't seen in a while. I love to, yeah, I remember going to college and I would make friends and then I would go away for summer and I would come back and I would like, try to reconnect with these friends, the same friends, and it would almost feel like something was off or like they ended up just finding new friend groups and and it left me hurting, kind of kind of painful to see like that they didn't want to participate in my in our friendship in the same way that I wanted to participate in our friendship. And so we can have all these expectations over one another in our friendships of of how a friend should be or um how often we should connect and it was quite a long journey for me to come to realize that every friendship is different and to release those expectations and to to enter each friendship each relationship as its own thing not to carry in from other friendships of whatever um, obligations that I had of how I should treat this person or how the other person should treat me Um, obviously I think there are (laughs) pretty fundamental things uh, that we should be looking for in a friendship. And the first ones that come to mind are what you value. What is it that you need in a friendship, right? If I'm sitting here needing uh, a lot of connection and I'm expecting this friend of mine who who I only speak to several times a year to meet that need of connection, uh, of consistency, and I'm going to be sorely disappointed and I'm going to be angry with him or I could be angry with him. But the reality is that that's my body showing me that that I need consistency and I need relationships, uh, at least some relationships that are mutual in terms of how much time I'd like to spend with them. Right. If you're going to spend time or set time aside, whether it's three days out of the year if they genuinely wanted like you cherished and you spent an hour on the phone or a couple hours on the phone each time that you were spending together whether it's apart or from far away the quality time of which you were looking for say in the friend that you only speak to you know a few times a year is maybe enough for him Mm. But if the quality was there where you spent a good amount of time talking on the phone for, you know, a few hours, you would say, yeah, I feel really fulfilled by that. Mm. Because, you know, we have busy lives. It's hard to catch up, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
by saying, you know, hey, I speak to you more often than anybody else, and it's only three times a year, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he only speaks to one person around once, like once a year? Is that? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so his his values of what friendship looks like and what it looks like to you is very, very different. Mm. I guess that's what my main point would have mm-hmm. been is that, you know, what you see in value in friends is different for him. And yeah, and the needs that friendship meet in me are different needs that friendship meets in him. Right. And once a year might be good for him. And yeah, and and that's the that's the crux of it is like in order to not be angry with someone who I have expectations of, it's so important for me to see that these are needs inside of me that need to be met and that this person maybe doesn't have the capacity to meet those needs. Right, yeah. And to stay curious about what are those needs that are met in him by friendship. So I'm curious about you and what needs are met for you in friendship. Well, I wanted to backtrack before you asked that question. That oh, sure, yeah, go for this it. Must have, these must have been your experiences with friendship because you also mentioned that you don't want to bring in, let's say, the hurt feelings that may have happened in this one friendship and bring them into another mm. because they're very, very different friendships. Yeah. Just kind of like you do with relationships. Mm-hmm. If you're not healed from one relationship, bringing in all of that wounds and things into another can also affect the relationship that you have with them. Yeah, and like I think for me it has to do with expectations mostly. Is like those expectations that I had in that other friendship, I don't want to hold those expectations over anybody really right because if they don't have the capacity there's no reason to hold expectations for them because they won't ever meet them and you'll continually be disappointed (laughs) yeah that's so painful it's so it's a perpetual pain loop yes (laughs) and just know that that's what they can do and have to be like okay well that's the best that they can do right now Mm, yeah in the webinar, um, to maintain a friendship and building these skills, they said number one is curiosity is, is the route to genuine connection. I totally believe that, especially in NVC. Yes, curiosity, yeah. get curious, ask the questions, be and listen to others. Ask questions, which is the curiosity piece. Put aside, put aside time for each other. You know, go on a walk or go grab a coffee or connect over food, which a lot of our society love to do sit down have lunch breakfasts and make an effort you know friendships aren't going to be built upon if we don't make effort for them quality time is probably one of my ways that i like to maintain a friendship and find time to spend together make a phone call text i in my own personal life I feel like I do pretty well with the circle of friends that I do have and check in and make sure you know that they're doing okay and regardless if I get a response back or not I still put in that effort and still check in if they don't then I'm you know I'll check in again later (laughs) so just kind of just keeping each other in the loop you know, I have a friend who I just give a little, you know, check-in with, and then I give a little check-in with how I'm doing. 
even if they don't ask. And, you know, that kind of gives them a little tidbit of what's going on in my life. And then they're able to share and Mm. then we can have a back and forth conversation. So that also keeps the connection alive, especially when majority of my friends are two and a half hours away. It makes it very difficult to keep connections when you move away. Mm. I mean, it's just that's what happens when people move. You just kind of lose touch slowly. So making an effort into really putting in the intention to reach out, Mm. text them, make a date to have a phone call or Mm. video chat. It sounds like uh, quality time. Spending time with people is, is really valuable to you. Now, is that like also have to do with the quantity of time that you're spent or does it more have to do with like the intention of the time spent? I To me, it just doesn't matter, if, even if it's for five minutes. Yeah. I mean, if I went into town and I couldn't see one of my friends only but for 10 minutes, it's that moment that you're present in with them for that 10 minutes and getting that chance to see them no matter what. Mm, yeah. You know, even if it was only 10 minutes on the phone or 10 minutes in person, to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, I am very grateful for the time Mm, that I do spend. So I don't think that it's the amount of time, but and it's the quality of time that you do spend, not the quantity of time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Those are the things that help me build my relationships and deeper connections are hard to keep a friendship. You really have to build a trust foundation to have with your friends i mean to have a deep connection to be able to trust them and to talk to them and open up to them like you were saying you you have you know there is a level of building that you know and doing those small things of letting them know what's going on in your life Mm -hmm. is helpful to build those deeper connections and have a genuine friendship Mm -hmm. with someone yeah so needs met for quality time you know, play for me is really a good mm, need uh-huh. for connection. When I do acro yoga, there's a lot of play. There's a lot of trust. There's a lot of communication happening. There's a lot of building upon steps of each other in the moves that we do. And having a common activity that you like to do is helpful. Mm, totally. Connect on a deeper level. Yeah, I was thinking about that acro yoga yeah, I think C.S. Lewis talked about how there's like different types of friends and there's like the close friends where you like really get to know someone deeply and there's like a deep uh, understanding of your lives like in depth and like very compassionate centered heart centered connection. And then there's like companionship whereas like and like these can overlap obviously but where you're play chess with people or like you do acro yoga or you're you got your climbing buddies and the the like kind of needs that are met through that friendship as opposed to like a deeper um, emotional connection connecting friendship yeah uh, you know I imagine it's just as needed that type of connection where we're not necessarily sharing our full life with these people but we're sharing in activities and playing together acknowledging our humanness through play yeah which builds the trust in order to have that emotional connection with your friends Mm. yeah this friendship that i had a falling out with is i mean there is a grieving sense to losing a friend and it all does it really sucks to have you know some reason why we aren't friends anymore and there's a mourning to that 
and especially one that we shared a lot of empathy for each other and connection and you know we were there for each other during really hard times and working through inner work with each other and she was someone I had started NVC with and it's it's sad I feel sad about that Mm. and losing a friendship that means a lot to you is tough yeah as grief is like so powerful I think about it all the time we do it's sad when we lose friends and we don't exactly know the reason why you're sitting there you're thinking like what well what did I do and what did, what's going on in them and why don't they want to talk through this yeah well, they want to hash this out and stay friends well I had a, a friend tell me you know that she had which I connected with because I, I'm I'm only guessing that this is what happened is that my friend had had shame so she completely just stopped talking because there was just so much shame there was no going back mm. and it was not the other person they are sitting with so much shame about whatever it is that's going on inside of them that they just couldn't mm. so i was like that could be very possible of why things didn't happen there was this article in the top three that i had picked out mm. was the reasons why you may drift apart was one your friendship was built around a shared situation rather than an underlying compatibility Which my friendship that I had with this person, you know, we shared roommate issues. Mm. We shared boyfriend problems. Whoa. You know, so we had these similar things that were happening in our lives that we shared together. And then when those were removed, all of a sudden we have nothing to talk about anymore. So number two was one or both of you have outgrown the friendship, which could very well have been. I'm on a different level of consciousness than the other person may be or I'm on a different growth path and need to be around people who are willing to grow and learn and want to do the inner work and then number three was something that's happened to damage your trust between you and I picked this one also because that that's might of what happened with us was that there was some trust that was broken and you know you need two people to repair that trust Mm -hmm. And if you don't have both people, then I guess one person, you know, we're we're not going to get anywhere with that. So those were the top three reasons for me that I picked out from this article that why friends kind of have a falling out. Those were the top three that resonate with me only because that's kind of how it felt for me. And which is interesting that mm. three out of the six were ones that felt like could be very well possible of what happened with mine situation so take me through the the your inner world and that in that process like what were was your what were you experiencing kind of like as the falling out was happening and what are you experiencing now and how did you kind of move through that inner world experience well at first it was you know the question of should you try to salvage a friendship that seemed to be like in that moment of conflict or it's slipping away you know Mm. is it worth trying to make it better to repair it yes because the friendship is important to me (laughs) so i did my best to repair I did the best that I could in that. I imagine it was, initially it was really painful and... Yeah, of course. Maybe you felt some anger f- towards her? Um, I would say 
yeah, frustration maybe or irritated because I really wanted to communicate and connect and, and repair things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you are given someone who may sit with a lot of shame and doesn't respond to anything that you say and it just completely blocks you out, it makes it really hard for me to mm. do something with that. I don't do well with that because I am someone who likes responsiveness. Yeah, if we're going to try to repair this, it, it's good to have a responsiveness back <laughs> I can't be the only one putting in the effort. Yeah, you need the reciprocal communication, like someone who's willing to actually do it. Because so, okay, so then you're feeling this sadness, this kind of grief and frustration. Yes. And then you're trying to connect and yes. trying to offer empathy. Sounded like and share, you know, where you're at as well in in a compassionate way, as as good as you could. And there still wasn't a response coming back. Is that right? Correct. And not one word since. Ouch. Since September. I even sent a holiday card. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I remember all of the fun times we had, blah, blah, blah. Miss you. You'll always, you know, be a friendship that I'll cherish. Not a response. Mm. How does that feel? That feels, eh, eh, a little disappointing, sure. At the same time, that's their MO, and Mm, I'm accepting that that's what it is. I I can do my part to reach out, Mm. make an effort to acknowledge and to, you know, say, hey, Mm. Merry Christmas, and to not get something back. Sure, it may be disappointing, yeah. And I can't really have an expectation to get a response because that's not how it works. Yeah, so you kind of realize that, okay, she's at a different place in life. Sure. And maybe this is... It's too, maybe it's just too overwhelming for her to engage with me right now. Is that kind of what's going on? Yes. We both must be. Yeah. She's going through her own stuff. That's what the acceptance piece is, is, you know, she doesn't have Mm. the capacity for whatever reason that may be. What's going on in her life may have nothing to do with me. Mm. And that's okay. It's okay that she may have been overwhelmed. And I'm only guessing. I don't really know. Right. The truth so I'm only guessing right now that, You're right. yes, it could have been overwhelmed for sure. But just... No capacity. Allowing yourself to think about the best possible scenario or like what it was in her that was stopping the connection from happening or for, for stopping her from wanting to uh, resolve the conflict between you that allowed you to have more compassion on her sounds like yeah i think when Mm. i see someone sitting with shame about the situation Mm. i feel so much compassion and empathy for and want to hold space for that and i can also see what's happened on you know on my part and what i need and what i value and whether or not that's something that i want to continue having in my life if these are my values and this is not being met consistently right so Overall, as of right now, I would say in the moment, I I keep these memories. Mm. And, you know, people come in and out of our life, and I want to hold on to and cherish the memories that we had together. And I find that she was a lesson in my life. We experienced a lot together. Mm. And yeah. moving forward, knowing that I may never be her friend ever again. Mm. And that's okay. I will still be so very grateful for mm. everything that I did learn and experience with her in my life at that time. Yeah, it can be hard sometimes when we 
like they're talking about those expectations in terms of what people do that we don't like and we have these expectations maybe of a friend to want to resolve the conflict that you trusted that your connection was really close and like that she would want to stay connected with you because you trusted her very much and and so now that trust broke and it's like oh man I need to reformulate how I perceive well one myself and and also her in this process so that I, I might be able to not hold on with bitterness like sometimes we do oh yeah right towards the past and where it's like right. ah I can't that that dickhead you know that asshole like <laughs> uh, but uh, can we see that behind every action there's a need that's not being met or a need that is being met and if we can keep our awareness there yeah it's it's transformative it does no good for us to hold on to bitterness or any sort of resentment towards them for what happened or resentment that she never mm-hmm. responded right. to my card or never responded to my my repair message you know yeah. it does me no good to hold on to that and you know every once in a while i'll check in with my other friend who's I think sees her every once in a while and you know I was like how's she doing you know just trying to find out through someone else if you know she's okay doing all right hanging in there and yeah which to me me that shows that I care for her or show that I'm I would still be a friend even if crappy things were happening I would still be I would pick up the phone immediately if she had called out of the blue of course yeah. I wouldn't be like, no, I'm not going to pick up. <laughs> you never answered my phone call. Why would I answer yours? Mm. Like, you know how... Right, we can go would through all... Serve me no purpose or hold on to resentment like that and do that. I And I don't want to burn bridges either. There might have been trust that had been broken, but that doesn't mean the bridge is completely right. gone. And I think I want to say for people who do feel that resentment rise up in them, who do feel that, like, why would I pick up the phone for you? You you never picked up the phone for me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We feel that sometimes. And when we feel that, we have to let go of trying to empathize with the other person because we aren't at the place where we can have, we have that capacity to have empathy for someone else. So it's just so paramount to go inward into yourself and to see what's there in terms of your feelings and your needs. What is this response? Like you're having this visceral, like physical and emotional reaction. Like you can feel yeah. in your stomach or your chest, the tightening in your chest. Yeah. And what is that showing you about this stimulus, right? Or her calling you causes this stimulation inside of you. And so if we can stay in a place of curiosity about what is that inside of us, it leads us into the needs of the moment. And it leads us to having those experiences where we feel that catharsis of release, understanding where we're at. And if we can't do it on our own, it's so it's so needed to, to find someone who can have empathy for us. Yeah, we have to be able to connect with ourselves. Exactly. I That was funny that you brought that up because I was on a walk while I was in Bend and saw her car or what I thought was her car. Mm. 
And I did. I got like this physical response in my body. Like, oh, oh my God, does she even want to see me? Should I run away? Should I yeah, totally. <laughs> go hide? Or should I like look around and see if she's around? Or is that really her car? Oh gosh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I had all of this thoughts, all of these flooded feelings. And then my heart was racing, you know, and I'm going, oh my God. So I was getting all of these physical body responses to seeing a friend who I love very much, regardless if she talks to me or not. It was so interesting mm. where all of that was coming from. No, not coming from a place of resentment. Mm. Maybe just nerves or sure. maybe I was a little excited, like, oh, I really want to see her. And then mm. also a little nervous in the way that, you know, maybe she doesn't want to see me. So, uh, how awkward. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of an interesting body response and to connect with what I was feeling right then and figure out what it is that I really needed in that. And then, of course, when it wasn't her car, I was like, oh, okay. I got all worked up for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so in the New York Times, I wrote this little blurb because it was super interesting as I'm talking about this loss of a friendship. The New York Times said the impact of that loss can be both social and physiological as research shows that bonds of friendships are critical to maintain both physical and emotional health. Not only do strong social ties boost the immune system and increase longevity, but they also decrease the risk of contracting certain chronic illnesses and increase the ability to deal with chronic pain. Mm. So it was just interesting about the loss and what it really means to our physical, emotional health when it comes to losing a friendship and then what to do when communicating with friends to keep that connection powerful between each other. And I have a really, really good friend who means so much to me. And it's interesting how we choose our friends because... The friends that I do have, we're on a very similar growth path when it comes to emotional intelligence, when it comes to feelings and needs, when it comes to learning about our inner work, our behavioral patterns, all of that. We're on the same like conscious level of like, here's where our work is. And we're able to talk about it with each other and grow and learn and be better. And we push each other and challenge each other in those ways to grow. And I want to be better. And I want friends in my life to be able to ask the hard questions, mm. even if it sucks. Yeah, and push into tension that you feel in a friendship. When you lean into it, it becomes this doorway, a potential doorway into a deeper friendship. Yeah, and if it can re relieve some chronic illness or chronic pain, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true, though, because when I get this physical like sensation going on in my body and I'm able to talk to my friend about what's going on I immediately my stomach could calm down you know things had happened here and I went on a walk and I called my friend up crying I felt better so it I think having friends in your life really do make a difference on your oh, physiological 100%. parts of you yeah so much yes a few years ago when my friends came over and I could see that she wasn't feeling maybe that great she kind of looked sullen or kind of depressed and you know i asked her what was going on and she said nothing i don't want to talk about it mm. but right when she went it came in the room yeah right <laughs> right when she came in the room my stomach started to hurt so intensely it did and oh. as she said that she didn't want to talk about it 
it got worse. Sure. And then me and her and another friend walked to a park, and it kept getting worse and worse as we <gasps> talked about no. mundane things, you know. And and I could tell that this is not something that she was pertinent to the situation, given a hand. Yeah. And finally, I found this lull in conversation, and I was like, "All right, what's really going on?" And she started just talking about what she was really feeling and experiencing. And after she shared that, my stomach pain went away completely. It did? Completely. What? Isn't that crazy? See? We're so connected. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just watching something. I think it was on Instagram. And it's that is almost as if she needed that little tiny bit of connection mm. that was about mundane things yeah, before right. she trusted you yeah. to talk about what was going on with her or timing could have been off but at the same time she there was that tiny little deeper connection with other things that she was okay i think i can open up yeah. to this person and like tell them what's really going on yeah see and then all of a sudden you felt better oh it was crazy that's wild it was a crazy experience yes and it just goes to show how our feelings intermingle with our body. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's so interesting how we just say, I'm fine, or I don't want to talk about it. Right. When in reality, we all share these feelings together. And why is it that we have these things about sharing? It's scary, or they don't want to hear about it, or, you know, all of <laughs> that. Yeah, a lot of times, it's, um, well, for me at least, it's like I'm afraid of being not being accepted, or being told yes. what to do next or give some advice instead of feeling empathy from other people. So I'm like, or I think uh, I'm just a broken record. I'm tired of talking about this one issue for so long, so I'm just not going to talk about it. Because my friends have heard it all day long. All, you know, all the past years we've been friends, I've heard this one. Like a burden or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, people need their space to come to the place where they can talk about what's really going on in them on their terms. And it's so important that, I mean, I've done this in my life where I've like just kind of pried into someone and be like, dude, just like cut cut the crap like you're obviously not doing great you know maybe yeah with some people that might be helpful because they they want to know that people are interested in in their inner world but a lot of times i find allowing a space of of just accepting them where they're at and the fact that oh they don't want to talk about with whatever they want yes is creates the space where they feel like they can actually finally talk about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, creating that space for them to talk is, that could take a long time of building to do that. Yeah. If she didn't want to talk about what, you know, right then, a response that I always like to use is, when you're ready, I will be a listening ear for you. Because they may need their own time and space to think about it before they open up. Yeah. And in hopes that they do choose a time and say, hey, I'm ready to talk. Can you, can we talk? Yeah. Interesting. Friendships, uh, they can be really hard. Yeah, I had a friend in college that I went out on a date with this girl that he was interested in. And, you know, it didn't go anywhere, <laughs> the relationship. But just the fact that I went on the... Well, I, I don't actually know why he stopped talking to me. But I, I assume that that's the reason, which is just a guess at my end. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he stopped talking to me. And I would be like, hey, dude, let's hang out. Nothing. And it was just like so bizarre. And to this day, 
We were such close friends. Because you went out with his friend? And I went out with a girl that he was interested in. <laughs> well, he could have just talked to you about it instead of just blocking you, <laughs> ghosting you. I would have liked that very much, yeah. Yeah. But he never did. And, you know, the whole time I'm spinning, I'm like, oh, what did I do? How, why doesn't he talk to me? Like, feeling grief and sadness, just wanting connection, wanting open conversation about yeah, what's going on, man. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and to also be seen for my intentions that I wasn't trying to hurt him in any way or I didn't know that he was interested in her. You know, it's like distance creates the space of assumption land. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Where people easily make assumptions about the other person and create those stories yeah just yes stories and um we don't know if they're true or not we have no idea we have no idea but we just keep and we run with them man it's so easy to run with them because we you know i mean like <laughs> so far endless stories <laughs> yeah run take it out to the ocean <laughs> i was just like you know the story that was going on with me it was like oh dude what the heck that's what's gonna kind of break our friendship apart Really, dude? That's what I was really, thinking. Dude? Right. I said the same thing with the one that I fell out with. Yeah. Really I was like, this really? On? Come on. We joke about this all the time. Like, what? Yeah. Come on. Something was activated in him that created some, like, yep. serious turbulence inside of him. And that was possibly attributed to me. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, you know what? I have to release this idea that I'm going to have all my friends for the rest of my life. Doesn't that suck? And then in college, that was like, I wanted that. I wanted, oh, I want all my friends. We all be friends all forever, all the yes, time. Yes, I know. I want the same. <laughs> <laughs> I still, yeah. to this day, I'm like, can we just all live in a community together yeah, and yeah. just be together all the time? But it's just like, <laughs> wow, life moves fast and things change dramatically yeah i look at myself now i'm such a different person than i was in college absolutely yes me too i kind of had a similar situation where i ended up dating the guy in portland who actually was dating my friend uh, before he was dating me and our friendship went kaput after that (laughs) yeah i mean you know you have these friends that warn you about people and then later you look back and go, oh, I probably should have uh, listened to her. And I probably still would have been friends with her. And I think we would probably be on fine terms. I don't think we ever really talked. I mean, we haven't talked about it since then. But I remember her reaching out while I was still with him. And I was like, uh, I don't think I can be your friend right now. And I felt horrible. And it's very interesting when you have, you know, like, your friend interested in someone or had actually been on a date and then it didn't work out for them and then you go on a date with them and then it works out for a little while (laughs) oh it's just such a mess (laughs) human relating is so interesting yeah i i've made it a point in my life to be as open and willing to engage with people and with friends that where i feel dissonance between you know, I've, I've tried to make it a point in my life to, like... Mend them, yeah. You know, pursue to mend them, but also yeah. to just accept if it's not going to happen. Sure. And it's been potent because it's allowed me to see those conflicts as tools 
for my own inner transformation of where I'm at yes. and seeing what really is valuable to me and seeing where I can let go of my expectations and assumptions about other people. Friendships, relationships are probably a number one key into that inner transformation, that inner work that we got to get through. They really do shine lights on parts of us that we may not even want to look at yeah. sometimes. Oh, totally. And that's why we're like, no, oh, no, I don't want to look at that one. No, 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 no. knee-jerk reaction, you know. Have you ever had a friend that was like, you just couldn't be friends with them? You were, you know, you're friends with them or they're too much or there's something going on in their life. You're like, ah. Yeah, for sure. You had to maybe take a step back and maybe remove yourself from that. Yes. Yeah, I had to tell one of my friends to move out of the house that we were living in. I was like, you have to leave, dude. This doesn't feel healthy anymore. Yes. That must have been really hard to say. Yeah, it's really, really hard to say. Really hard to put those boundaries down. and to, But it helped me to see that, oh, wow, I don't have boundaries with anybody. Like, oh, I need boundaries in terms of where I end and another person begins. And when I stopped hanging out with him, I saw like some of the issues that I was dealing with disappear. Oh. That were very similar to the issues that were he was dealing with. That's interesting. Yeah. See, that was a key that opened. Yeah, sometimes we listen to what what they're struggling with and then you think, yeah, yeah, I, I can try to understand that. And then you just like take it on yourself. And it's like openness is a powerful gift, but it's also a balance. Absolutely, a balance. You are not the flame. You are separate from the flame. The flame is not you. <laughs> mm. There's that boundary there. You know, where you are not taking on their stuff. Mm. Majority of the time, it's their stuff. I think that's something that NVC's helped me out with so much is to be very clear about what my needs are. Right. And to not speak in terms of this universal language of, oh, when you know when you, you know when you take out the trash and you feel like this, but instead speak in terms of my own experience. When I take out the trash i feel you know, i don't know this is a funny example but, <laughs> hey. but but to also acknowledge that when people are speaking about something a lot of times it's speaking about what's inside of them and what's going on inside of them but they speak in these general terms about people in general who experience depression <laughs> and yeah. you know and, and you're like oh man are you feeling depressed and they're like, yeah, I am. How'd you know that? <laughs> Majority of time it may work. But like the situation like before we started, you were like, are you really in despair? I'm like, wait a second. No. <laughs> yeah, because I was wondering because I'm like, oh, what's going on with Katie? Because I'm projecting, right, this thing out here, which could, you know, very well could have been somehow relating to my life in some way sure for sure something in you brought up that and i was just trying to find out what brought up that in you right and it's interesting because in that saying it's okay to not be okay i know that it's okay to not be okay observing what other people may have stories around that mm. and observe like how that is for them right so right. so different and that's why you get curious See, that's what, what makes really good friends is those that are listening and asking those questions so that I could clarify and say, wait a minute, am I really feeling like that or am I really feeling this other thing? Yeah, and I, wa I wasn't telling you what you're feeling. I'm like, oh, man, you're so depressed. Exactly. Katie. Oh, my gosh, you have a lot of yeah, right. despair, <laughs> huh? No, I was trying to ask you a question. Is that something that's going on inside you? Because I, I don't know. 
I'm not going to assume. Well, no, and we can't because then we tell people how they feel, and that's not good. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's obvious, you know, someone's throwing something. You're sure. Like, that guy's angry. <laughs> like, whoa, There's anger. no need to even Simmer. say that. <laughs> Are you angry, buddy? Yeah, right. What do you think, dude? <laughs> oh, I would be even, <laughs> yeah. It would get me so much more <laughs> mad. Right, right, was right. like, Are you angry? It's like, what the F are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see it on my face that I am? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we're not mind readers, so it's good to ask the questions. And and you even asking one question dug even more deeper into the thing that, you know, the person may be talking about. Mm. And, you know, holding that space for them. Yeah, totally. Friendships. Ugh. And I do cherish the friendships that we, that you and I have. It's so good. Mm. I mean, I look forward to these conversations with you and. Yeah, me too. Digging deep into the stuff. It's good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I value our friendship, Katie. It's very lovely to be, to know you. Yes. Same. And if it wasn't for our NBC group, I would never have known that you exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, and I got my vaccination. That's the thing I wanted to say. (laughs) Nice. I bet you feel uh, safe. A little bit. Yeah. Meaning I'm less afraid that I'm going to be hospitalized and die. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that was a possibility before. Well, having asthma, and it's a long virus, so I probably would have died or, you know, on a ventilator and had the whole world. Well, and your mom too, right? You don't have to worry about your mom. Well, the thing is that when you have the vaccine, you may have less symptoms or not as severe. Doesn't mean that Uh, if she's not vaccinated, she will get full symptoms. Or they don't know if it does or not, if it stops the spread. We don't really know. That's the problem. Um, My dad got vaccinated the day after I did. And then my mom, I think, is getting hers this coming up week. So... That will be better. I got the uh, Johnson and Johnson one, one and done, so I don't have to do J and J two shots. Thank God. So I had all of my symptoms. You know, nine hours later, got it over with. <laughs> was it bad? <laughs> oh, every joint in my body was hurting so bad. No way. And a huge headache. I had the chills, and I was on fire. I was so hot all night long. Whoa. And then cold at the same time, no which way. is so weird. You know, you're shaking. Whoa. You're like, oh, I got out of bed. I'm yeah, freezing. Sure. But yet I'm under the covers going, I am so hot. <laughs> uh. I think the, the no nausea, which was good. I think just the achy bones in my body was probably the most uncomfortable, not fun part. The rest of it, I, other stuff was manageable. You know, I took lots of ibuprofen. <laughs> So it was good talking to you. Thank you, Kyle. I hope everyone got some value out of our conversation with friendships and feelings and needs in there and experiences you might have had. And yes. Yeah. Connect with us. Uh, send us an email. Yes. Be kind to your heart. Be gentle to your heart. And we will catch you on the flip side. Have a good day. Living connected. Peace out, Kyle. Peace. <laughs> Bye. We would like this podcast to be interactive with our listeners. NBC is a community and a place for us to work together and make a difference in how we consciously communicate with each other. It's a lot more fun when you guys are involved. Thank you so much for your support and engaging with us.